of hope to reach, serve, and influence our community for God. Uh, we are that church that will do everything we can to, to help people know God. Uh, there's lots of people who are, who are lost out in our world and are searching in life. Uh, I believe that when they come to know God, God uh, has a seed inside of us that, that he, uh, to build and to flourish and to know Him uh, is one of the greatest things in life, that the greatest thing in life that we can do. Uh, we are that church that will do everything to help people find freedom. We've, we've all got on a journey. We're, we're all on our past. And, and, and here at Elon, we, we believe that our God is a God who heals and restores uh, to set us up uh, for the future that he has for us. Uh, we, we love to help people discover their purpose. And, and if you're, you're here this morning, you're not quite sure why God has you uh, on the planet for and, and what you're looking at life and, and what you're doing at the moment. Can I say a growth tracker is one of those one of the incredible course, incredible tool to help you discover purpose in your life. So if today, if you're thinking, oh, shall I or should I? Just do it. Just do it. Just sign up. Get our address. We've got great coffee, and we'd love to be able to help you on this journey. Uh, because uh, when we discover our purpose and what God has placed within our hearts, uh, uh, he, he, he wants to use us uh, to make a difference in other people's lives. Uh, I heard a psychologist say just in this past week a, a report that, that people knowing why they are here, why they were born, why they were created, is one of the, the biggest issues that people have today. And, and, and as the church, come on church, as we rise up, as we, as we learn about what God has placed within our hearts, as we step out and, and take next steps to make a difference, I believe we can see our city changed in Jesus' name for the glory of God. So come on, Les, why don't you join on, jump on the dream, uh, dream Team. You can jump on the Dream Team or Growth Track today. That would be so good. In the early 1900s, there, there was a, a man named George Jeffries. And, and George Jeffries uh, was a man uh, in, in Wales or in the UK. And, and, and George Jeffries was, uh, had the call of God on his life and, and wanted to do something great for God. And, and, and so George Jeffries in, in early 1900s, about 1904, uh, they would, he would go into cities and hold uh, big, these big crusade meetings. Uh, in 1904, he went into Cardiff, the, the capital city in Wales, uh, and he held a meeting where over 3,000 people uh, come to know the Lord in 30 days. Uh, and what they would do is, is that they would go from city to city and they would hold these 30 days of, of crusades, of meetings, and then they would start a church there and they would move on uh, to another place. And, and these were, uh, you, you might know of this, you might have heard of the, the Welsh revivals and, and all around that period of time there was an incredible move of God where, where people would come into these meetings. Uh, some people in, in, in wheelchairs or on crutches or, or blind and, and not knowing the Lord, they would come in one way and they would leave things behind and they would go out totally changed. And, and something about that story has captivated my, my heart for years now. And, and that God, of, we, we read stories and we see maybe movies about just incredible, powerful moves of God doing amazing things uh, in, in different countries. And my heart has always been, God, I want to see it here. I want to see it in Pukekohe. I want to see it in our city. I want to see it in my lifetime, just the, the move of God where people are, are so desperate and so hungry for God that, that they come and they know and the cities are changed. And, and my, my, just my desire has always been, God, I want to see it. I, I want to see that here, not just read about it in, in books or in his, a historical event, but a real life, real time event today. And, and it's been so exciting as, as a, few years, uh, a few years ago in the, in two, the year 2000, Denise and I, and, and some of you know this story, how we, we went to Cardiff and, and we, we, that was our big OE. Uh, Hawaii wasn't looking that great, but Cardiff was looking awesome. 
Um, and, and so we decided to, to, to go there. We went there for two years. And, uh, and, and how I heard about this story was one day that a church right in the center of Cardiff was this church that George Jeffries had started. And, and the pastor one day asked us, could we go and clean out a, a storeroom underneath the stairs? And, and so me and a, a couple of guys went and did that. And, and as we're pulling uh, just rubbish and stuff out of, out of this, uh, under the stage, this big storage, we started pulling out old crutches. And we started pulling out those caliper things that people had on their legs. And we found old wheelchairs and walking canes and things like that. And as I started lifting this stuff out of the storage cupboard, it suddenly hit me that once again the church of Jesus Christ, like people would come in one way. And they would leave stuff behind and they would walk out another way. It's like when they come in, the power of God would hit them. It would heal their bodies. It would save their souls. It would, it would open eyes. And, and all of this stuff that was left behind was like a testament to what God had done. Uh, and as we were cleaning out these cupboards, I'm, I'm taking this stuff out thinking, God, I want to see that again. God, would you do it again? Would you raise up a church where, where people will, will bring friends, will invite people to come? And, and, and maybe they are far away from God. Maybe their life is a mess. And, and I just praise God that he's the God of messes. He's pretty good at tidying things up. Uh, and, and so as people would come as a mess and they would leave the mess behind, they would meet with God in a powerful way and they would leave another way. It was so exciting to see uh, that the, the historical part of that, but there was a reality there that each wheelchair, each uh, crutches, each a walking cane, or each uh, spectacles represented a life that was turned around because people matter to God. And, and a few years ago, uh, that has kind of captured my heart since then uh, about the story of about God. What, what about a church that, that could, uh, would, would come into a community and would just love on people? would do everything we can to help people know God and, and that, that people would be able to discover who God has created and to be to make a difference in our world. And, and, and three years ago, as, as we're coming up to our, our third birthday here, this, this is the church that I believe uh, that God has, has just placed upon our heart that we would be people who welcome people that we would love people, that we would expect breakthrough, we would expect God to come and do something, that people would come in one way uh, and they would leave some stuff behind and they would go out another way. Why would we do that? It's because people matter to God. Do you matter to God? Do your neighbours matter to God? The people you work with matter to God? Uh, there's a reason why he sent his son to this earth is because he loved the world so much that he didn't want anyone to perish. See, the, the church that I, that I see is, is an incredible thing. And, and as we run into our building, we're going to talk about stretching today and enlarging and, and, and how, how we can do that. And, and, and I just believe that God is, is doing some incredible things and, and he's going to do so a far more. We haven't seen anything yet. We haven't seen nothing yet because the best is always yet to come. And, and knowing who you are and knowing who I am, who, who we are as a church is really powerful and because it helps us to live by those values and the things we will do and things we, we won't do, things we will believe that God is going to do. And, and, and when you discover who you really are, your identity, it's a powerful tool in God's hands. And, and in your notes there this morning, you'll see Matthew 16, uh, chapter, verse 13 to 20. It says this. It says, when Jesus come to the region of... Uh, Caesarea Philippi, that one, he asked his disciples, who do people say, uh, say the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, 
Others say Elijah and, and still others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Uh, but what about you? He asked. Uh, who do you say I am? And Simon Peter said this. He said, you are the Messiah. You are the son of the living God. And Jesus said, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by your father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you keys of the kingdom of heaven for whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And this scripture has been just transforming for me, life-changing for me because, because it's helped me to discover personally like, like who I am and Christ and who I'm not. And it's helped me with, with, with the times where I've felt the pressure of, of, of people or of being busy and, and just the pressure. You know when the pressure comes so much and sometimes it's like a, this heavy burden or heavy weight upon your shoulders. And, and this scripture has been, been amazing because it, it's helped me to discover that, that Jesus said in that scripture that he will build his church. There's two rocks here that I believe, and you'll hear me praying about it all the time, that, that Jesus, he, he is the Christ. He's the Savior. He's the one who come to save the world, and, and, and he, it's only through him that we can have eternal life. It's through Jesus. He saves people. He's the son of the living God. He's supernatural, all-powerful, the God that created the earth and, and created you and I. That, that's who God is, and, and, and who, who am I to think that I can grow the church? Jesus said that he will uh, build his church. Yeah, we've got to work hard and we're going to step into what God is asking us to do. Uh, but God is the one. He's the one who grows uh, the church and draws people. And the second thing that, that I love about that scripture is, is that the only person that I need to be is me. And, and it's really easy today to, to look at friends or neighbors and other people and think, oh, man, they've really got it together. I, I'll, I'll do that. Or it's, or it's easy to look at maybe other businesses if you're into business or other schools and if you're into schools or churches, if you're, if you're into other churches, you know, to look at what everybody else has got and think, wow, if I just did that, uh, then we'll, we'll be there. You know, that it'll work. You know, and, and one of the things that God has really impressed upon my heart through that scripture is this, uh, Peter knew who Jesus was. It wasn't shown to him by, uh, by just natural means, but his father had planted something in He said, Jesus, you are this. Jesus, you are this. And, and if I was to ask you those questions today, like, like who are you? Uh, and I'd like to suggest this, that, that, it's, that you are a child of God. You are a child of God. You were handpicked, chosen, designed, created for good works in Jesus' name. You're not a mistake. You just didn't come out of a pile of smoke or anything like that. You are called. You are chosen. He's got a plan and he's got a purpose. Just be you. Just be you. Don't be anyone else. Stand tall in, in your identity in Christ. And, and the third thing that Scripture really helped me was that Jesus said upon this rock, I will build his church and I will give you keys. Keys are an amazing thing if you've got a locked door in front of you. Keys are, a, they, they provide a solution to an access problem. And one of the great things is that, uh, that the Jesus is telling us is that when upon the rock of Jesus Christ, uh, when, when we build that, he will build his church and then he will give us keys. And, and I believe here for us as a church today that he's given us some, some keys for our city uh, to, to, to look at our, our world through his eyes and understanding who we are 
uh, that he will said he will give us keys and we'll be able to uh, go forward in Jesus' name, sharing his word, creating church, doing programs, all of those things. But you, us, all living life in our spheres of influence and in our works and our schools to win people just by being who you are. One of the greatest keys, I think, or uh, well, a really cool thing that's happened this past year through the winter, um, Denise really felt God spoke, spoke to her, spoke, speak, talked to her uh, uh, about, that, about an issue in our community, how people, families were, were freezing cold in winter. And, and Denise really uh, captured something in her heart about, about how we could do something about that. And, and as you know, we, we created a blanket box, and, and at the end of that, we, create, uh, we collected over eight hundred blankets to be redistributed to, to families in need around our community and organizations. And, and for me that was like a key. Some of the feedback was absolutely incredible. There was a there was a need, but it was like a key that unlocked some families that that uh, we were able to get some information into their hands and to pray for them and, and to tell them that hey we really care and, and and you know I think God's got keys for you as well with whatever you're facing in life and, and, and wherever you're feeling like God is calling to go, there's keys for you to, to unlock, there's doors for this access for you to gain. One of the greatest, one of the, the worst things that, that we do is sometimes we look at the walls or the locked doors, we look at the size of the door, how deep the door is, how strong the door is, and sometimes we just look at it and, and it causes us to shrink back. Can I say today that I, I feel like God is going to give some people some keys today for the doors that you're facing. Some keys, some next steps into his plans and purposes for your life. So, so who are we? Well, we are people that believe that Jesus is the Christ. He's the son of the living God. He's all powerful and it's about knowing who he is. And it's also knowing about who you are because of him. See, in, the, in this church here, we will do everything we can and we will always welcome people just like family. We will welcome people just like family. We'll invite people to come because we, we know that this message, the message of hope that's only found in Jesus Christ turns lives around. We will always pray expecting breakthrough. When you come for prayer or when you ask for anyone for prayer in this church, we believe and expect breakthrough. We won't just pray a prayer out, out of a book or out of, out of uh, at nothingness, but we will always pray expecting the God of the Son of the living God, the power that he has and he's entrusted to us, that we will always expect breakthrough for you. We will always expect breakthrough for you. And to be relevant, we will always say things on Sunday to help people on Monday. Why would we do all of this? Oh, it's because people matter to God. See, Scripture says that we were created in His image. We, we were created in his, by His workmanship and, and His handiwork. You're the apple of His eye. You matter to God and, and our community and our city. They all matter to God. As long as there's one person in our community that doesn't know Jesus Christ, our church will always be too small. This church will always be too small. See, I, I think you're the same uh, as me, and we, and we all want to want to do some some great things for God. And, and and but sometimes we get we get stuck and and with okay, God, what 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 is my purpose? God, God, what shall I do? And and one of the things I love about some people in our church here is, and saw it just last Sunday that we've got a, a great bunch of uh, middle-aged guys who are love classic cars. And, and, and as I, last week as we were trying to, uh, trying to build up lots of classic cars there, that I'd ring somebody or I'd text somebody and say, could you bring the car? And say, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And I know this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy. I'll get them to bring their cars as well. 
And, and, and you know, I, I think sometimes that we, we, we shortchange some of the, the desires or the likes or the things that we love personally in our hearts that, that God can't use that for his glory. Can I say today, he can. If you're a car guy, why don't you use your car to bring glory to the Lord and to win some people? If you're a motorbike guy, the CMA guy, you, uh, the team here, and, and we've got Steve as, as a great member of that, of that organization, you, use your motorbikes to bring glory to God. And if you're a musician or a singer, why don't you use those gifts to bring glory to God? And, and we'd love to speak to you afterwards as well. That'd be awesome. But whatever you, you do, whatever the, the things that you love to do, oh, what about doing it for the glory of God? What about doing it for the glory of God? See, I, I think we're, we're all the same. We want to do something. We want to help make a difference in people's hearts and, and lives. And, and, and my Bible says, I, I, I love this. And, and if, you're, if you're kind of sick of hearing me say this, I'm just going to say it again anyway. Because there's no other name that's greater than the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ is, is the name that's far above, that's higher, that's wider, that's bigger, that's deeper than any other name. He's the most powerfulest name on the planet. Jesus Christ is the soon coming King. He's the healer. He's the baptizer. He's the savior. There's no other name that's like Jesus' name. Uh, his, by his name, uh, principalities and powers can be pulled down. Walls can be broken through. Doors can be opened in the name of Jesus. There's no other name that it can be broken through but in the name of Jesus. And, and to me, to me, as I, as I look at our, uh, our community and our world and seeing people who are just lost, for, for me, God is challenging, and I believe for us as a church and for you here today, that, that, that God is, is, is calling us, he's, he's asking us to enlarge and to stretch and to lengthen our cords, that for us to reach uh, people who are maybe far away from him, people who have, may have never, ever heard his name. I believe here for some today that there's people that you're going to come in contact with this week that you, you just wonder, how on earth did I get to meet these people? Some of them are going to be great, great people, maybe, maybe well-known people. Some of them are going to be absolutely awesome people. Some people are going to be the ones that, oh, man, why, why did they come to me? But here's the thing. People matter to God. People uses people like you and me to reach other people for him. I think people are going to, you're going to see people come to you that you're just not quite sure this week, I believe, and you've got an opportunity to share with them. See, at the very center of God's heart is his incredible love for every person. In Romans 5.8, it says this, for God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And one of the things that I, that I love about people coming to know God is, is when they come in one way and they leave stuff behind, they go out another way. That just fills my tank uh, because people are, lives have been turned around, lives have been restored and healed and, and maybe cleaned up, washed clean. And, and to see that, that just, that just does it for me. And, and it's, it's an incredible thing that, that to know that people's lives are are being changed or the course of their, their future has been turned around or, or shifted. They were going one way, which probably wasn't a great way, and God has come and done something in their heart and life, and it's been totally, totally turned around. Uh, Luke chapter 15 says this. It says, Then Jesus told them uh, this parable. Suppose one of you had a 100 sheep and you lost one. And doesn't he leave the 99 in the country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts us on his shoulders and he goes home. And then he calls his friends and has an enormous party. Uh, see, I tell you in the same way that there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner that is found who repents 
than over 99 righteous people who do not need to repent. I think every Sunday, every time that we should be celebrating, we should be dancing, we should be swinging from the chandeliers that that one life has been changed around. And, And that's the heart of Jesus, to go and to search and to look for those lost people. See, lost people matter to God as well, so much so that he would go and search for them. He would go and search and he would actively look for them. He wouldn't hide away, but he would actively look for that because lost people matter. Lost people matter to God. And maybe maybe for you, maybe a next step for you is this, is that you've got people popping into your mind right now uh, at work or at school or at uni and, or maybe at the supermarket, uh, that, that people that you know, that there's just something about them in the back of your mind where you say, why don't you just talk to them? Why don't you just invite them? Why don't you just... Take them for coffee. There's, there's people there uh, that in our worlds that God is asking us to, to just help them to take another step, to help them to take a step uh, in there for them. See, I believe that God wants you to enlarge. God wants me to stretch and you to enlarge and to grow our capacity and to flourish as we reach people with a message of hope. Isaiah 54, verse 2 and 3. Uh, this is an incredible and a fantastic scripture. And therefore, enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch forward your tent curtains wide. Don't hold back. Lengthen the cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. And your descendants, your children, your families will dispossess nations and settle in the desolate cities. I believe God's mission for you and for I and for our, this church is to enlarge our capacity. Uh, to stretch as far as we can, to reach further than we've ever reached before and to influence more people with the gospel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All glory to God. And, and this morning, here's, I've got three really quick fire things here this morning. To enlarge, we have to make a decision to grow. Make a decision to grow. See, enlargement requires us to step out of our small boxes, our small routines, our small thinking, and sometimes our view of God, to make a decision to ask God for more, to think bigger, to, to dream bigger. Caleb and Joshua were, were part of a, a spy team who went into to view a land that God was giving them, and, and there were some other spies that went with them into this, this land, and, and, but when they come back, uh, the majority of spies said, no, they're too big, they're too strong, there's no way we can do it. But Caleb and Joshua had a, had a different view. They said, we can, or we can do this. Uh, we can take the land because God is with us. Something happens when you understand and know that God is with you. You see things differently. Uh, the, the walls and the barriers don't seem to be as big with God. But here's the thing. You, you, you and I, we will face things this week that seem too big. And they seem really, really strong. They, 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 they make us scared. We, we, have, we get pretty scared about what, what's going on. But can I say today that to, to, to learn from what Joshua and Caleb uh, saw, that they chose to believe that God was with them, that, God, you're going to do something. We can do this. He said, you can take this land. See, they all had the same perspective, uh, but not everybody believed the same thing. There was a scientist who, who, who gathered a whole heap of uh, insects, and he put them in a container, and he put a lid on the container, and and he was doing an experiment with these insects. And, and for the first couple of hours, these insects would, would fly around this container and they would keep hitting the lid and bouncing off the lid. And, and after a few hours, he saw that they, they, they settled down. And, and so he decided to take the lid off to see what would happen. And, and to his amazement, the, the scientists saw that the insects didn't fly out of the container. They, they become accustomed to this lid, to the, that there's restriction like a ceiling there. Uh, that they just almost like gave up and just, just lived life in the container without trying to get out. 
I, I, I totally believe that for you this weekend and for, uh, for uh, uh, this church and for the, the message of Jesus Christ that God has taken the lid off. He's taken the lid off. No holds barred. God is wanting us to, to, to rise up, to not be restricted to the old ceilings, the old lids that maybe we've faced and the old things that people have said to us over the years or the old feelings that we've had. It's like he's taking the lid off and, and, and saying the sky's the limit with him. You can do it. It may look strong, they may look big, but you can do it because I am with you. Come on, this, this week, let's take the lid off. Let's, let's, maybe your next step is to, to get to, into some prayer and to be fasting this week, saying God, uh, to hear what God is saying to you because he's got incredible wisdom for you for with whatever you're facing. He's got plans for you. Maybe your next step is to, in your small group, to join a small group and, and, and sit down and talk with the leader there or some people that you really trust and, and get their godly wisdom uh, from other people that you can let them speak into your life. Maybe that's your next step for you, but whatever it is, make the decision today uh, that you want to grow. The second thing is this, is live your purpose, not someone else's. Ben, do you want to come right now? That would be just awesome. Ephesians 2.10 says, We are as workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God created each one. See, see the purpose of this drink bottle uh, is is to be a drink bottle. Uh, it doesn't really work as a knife. Uh, it, it doesn't, it's not really good for digging holes with or anything like that. Uh, if you've got lots of hair, it doesn't really work combing your hair with. Uh, but as a drink bottle, it's absolutely brilliant. It, it seems to, and, and the guy who designed it, he kind of come with this little liddy thing on the top here so that you could, it wouldn't come out. Uh, and, and, but when you needed it, you could just unscrew it and, and, and whiz bang, look, then you can drink it. Pretty amazing, the man that designed this bottle, but, but as a knife, it was pretty hopeless. See, God has designed you. He's, you. You created with the design and a purpose in mind that he has for you. He created you. He shaped you, and he formed you because he, he's got some, some stuff for you to do, some good works that he planned beforehand, before you were even on the planet for you to do. But here's the thing, sometimes we just look at, the, look at our lives and we default back to what we want to do. Sometimes we default back to our old selves and, and, and when they don't go our way, we, we walk off. Or when we come up with barriers, we, we just uh, go back to the way we used to, to do things. But, but one of the things that I find in church here is, is that in church in general is that people really struggle with, what is my purpose? Why was I placed here? Can I say... Come on, once again, get into growth track. We want to help you to discover what God has placed in your heart and, and the purpose that He has for you. See, sometimes as we, as we go on in life and, and, and as we're trying to discover those things and we're looking at those things, sometimes we just are too busy. Sometimes people are just really, really busy and, and you're running from pillar to post and, and, but, and it's now, for some, maybe it's starting to affect your health. Come on, everybody, we need to... We need to take a, a, a look at how God has placed us because when you discover His purpose for your life, the things that He's placed in you, the plans that He's discovered, it will energize you. It will help you to flourish. I think some for some here, maybe your next step is just to take a, take a, a, a breath this week, take a stock take, take a look at your life, your timetable, your schedule this week because you, you can't do it all. I, I don't think God expects us to do it all. 
but it's about us discovering what He has placed in our hearts and, and doing uh, as best as we can what He has. You are His workmanship. You're created in Christ Jesus for good works. The third thing, final thing is this, is that to enlarge, we have to make room for one more. Make room for one more. I have three daughters. Uh, and and when, our, when our second daughter was born, my, my oldest one, Bailey, was about four then. And, and we were actually in Cardiff at the time. And, and sometimes this, this new baby, Taylor, would, would just scream for no reason. And, and, and we couldn't work it out. It was a few weeks and this baby would just scream at different times of the day. And we couldn't work it out. And uh, th- this one time we, we heard, this, heard the, uh, Taylor scream and, and Bailey was running out of the room. And so we thought something's up. So as we go in to look at this little baby lying nice and sweetly in the cot, we could see on, on her fingers that there was like little marks. And, and on her toes, there was like little marks and like teeth marks. And, and Bailey was trying to eat her sister. Uh, but but what, she, what she was really saying is that, that who's this new kid on the block? Um, I, I don't want to make room for her anymore because mum and dad are, are mine. And, and so she would go in there and have a munch on the fingers and toes of this little baby and she would scream. And, and it took us a couple of weeks to work it out. But, but what she was really saying is there's no room for you here, Taylor, in this house. <laughs> Can I say today that this church will never be like that? There's always room, we won't bite you, but there's always room for one more in your life and in your world that you're looking at today. Is there room for one more person for you to reach, to speak to? Is there enough time in your timetables and your busy schedules to take that 10 minutes out to have a coffee with somebody that just needs to have some hope? There's always room for one more. Come on, why don't we stand right now? Let's stand right now. Hallelujah, for God so loved the world that He gave His only one and only Son that whosoever believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. Why don't you close your eyes right now? Let's take a moment right now. I'm going to pray because I kind of feel like there's some people here today and your next step is just to stand strong and to maybe make a little bit more time in your world to to make time for one more, to just be you. Father God, right now, Lord, would you sweep over this place? Maybe if you want to lift your hands or or respond in some way to the Lord right now, that's between you and God right now. That God, would you speak incredible words of wisdom? Holy Spirit, would you speak to hearts right now? giving identity, Lord God. Telling each one that you are loved and you are chosen. Maybe for some just needing to find a little bit of space to make some room. Maybe that's room in your heart for one more. Room in your heart for for people. Hallelujah. Where every eye is closed and every head's bowed as well. And one of the greatest things that, that you can do and, is to start the journey by, by knowing God. And I'm going to pray a real simple prayer right now. And, and maybe if you've never ever prayed this prayer or asking Jesus to come and be your Lord and say, like giving your life to God. And why don't you just repeat this prayer just silently in your heart just after me. Pray this. Pray, dear Lord Jesus, I know that you love me. Today I come before you now. I ask that you would come into my life and be my Lord. Lord, I surrender to you. 
I open the door of my heart right now. I ask that you would come in and wash me clean, pay my debt, the stuff that I've done wrong. Would you take it away? Father, today, I step over a line and take the next step in following you. In Jesus' name, amen. Just while you've got eyes still closed, I want, I want you to do something brave for me. If you prayed that prayer, I want you right now, I'm just gonna count to three real quick. If you did that this morning, really meant it in your heart, maybe you've been away from the Lord this morning. I'm just gonna ask you to do something real brave, just to pop your hand up and down. And that's really between you and God because we would love to be able to pray with you, get information into your hands. But, but today it's, it's stepping over a line, it's taking the next step. As I count to three, if that's you, why don't you lift your hand up right now? One, two, three. Anyone pray that prayer this morning for the first time saying, Jesus, I need you today. Would you come and be my Lord and Savior? How many today? Praise your mighty name, my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today, Father, we praise you this morning. Lord, we thank you for your goodness, for your love and your mercy. And, and today I pray that, that, Lord Jesus, you would pour out your, just your presence and your spirit on each one today. That, Lord, whatever we're facing, Lord, no matter how big or how small, that, Lord God, we will understand and know that you are with us, oh God. That, Lord, you would help us to see through eyes with faith, I pray, in the precious and mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.